0: It's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 196, How to Become a Next Level CEO, a Real Life Coaching Session with Kristen Schneider. So Kristen is an incredible marketing agency owner and a member of our I Heart My Life mastermind. And today we're talking about some of the growing pains that come from building a team and going to the next level as a CEO. There's a lot of mindset stuff and fear and doubt that comes up when you add people to the payroll, as well as have the responsibility of training them and making sure they deliver incredible content, incredible results for all of your clients. So today we're diving into all of the above, and I'm supporting Kristen and moving through all of those fears and doubts and getting clear on the big picture vision for her company, as well as remembering every single day all of the things that are improving, that are being taken off of her plate, um, and the results that are happening in her company without her actually doing anything. So we're going to dive into all of that today. And I know that if you're looking to build your team and become a next level CEO, this is definitely the episode for you. So let's do it. This episode was sponsored by the I Heart My Life Mastermind. The I Heart My Life Mastermind is perfect for you if you already have a business and you're looking to scale. We cover tons of different topics. We cover marketing strategy, revenue planning, team processes, everything you need in terms of mindset, high performance, really taking care of yourself as well as your business, events, publicity. We literally have seven coaches under one umbrella to support you and give you the answers to all of your burning questions. We host regular weekly workshops where you get your personal questions answered. We have retreats. You have a private Slack channel where you get to ask questions 24-7. You have an extensive resource bank that helps you put in place our cash method in your own business and much, much more. This is one of the most inventive programs around. I don't know anyone else offering the service that we provide so if you are interested in growing your business and transforming your life, definitely book a call with us to learn more. Go to IHeartMyLifeBooking.com and learn more about the iHeartMyLife My Life Mastermind. Welcome to the show, Kristen. I'm so excited to have you here for this coaching session. Thanks, Emily. I'm excited to be here. So you are a member of our mastermind. So I know a lot about your business, but we're going to talk a little bit more about building a team and really shifting into running that sort of business versus that one woman show that I know a lot of us start out at. Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me what's on your mind and what I can support you with.
1: Well, like you said, I know you've heard this, but just to lay the foundation, we we provide the marketing services and strategy and we've been looking at building out a team because that's something that if you want to scale, but still be in service, you have to have other people on board. It just doesn't, it doesn't work otherwise. Um, and I I really want to, because I came from teaching and I, I want to use it as the ability to teach other people. So like the, we're using the positions to, to teach people about careers in tech. So I'm passionate about it, but you and I have talked a little bit, like I, I'm up against my comfort zone for sure, with
0: this. Totally. So tell people a little bit about the consultancy that you run, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah. So the the consultancy is Coffee Break Marketing. And that is the umbrella company where we offer services with email marketing, sales funnel building, basically anything that involves copywriting technology and strategy in a way that's building a platform. So reaching your people and letting them know what you do um, we tend to work a lot with experts um coaches and any kind of business where they're educating as marketing kind of thing one because that's just what i resonate with as a teacher and two because that's that that's how we've got our system set up is to work well with that so that's that's what we do and we're growing those services and that's that's where the team comes in
0: yeah, I wanted to mention that because it's very much a done for you service and so you can only do so much. So in order for your company to grow, we have to bring in those other people.
1: Right. Yes, and I did, you know, we've done a little bit over the last yeah. year where I've added even more strategy and I love the strategy and we do have that, but I I don't want to let go of the done for you. And so I had to make a choice over the last year, especially with everybody's schedule and life and everything changing so much. It was either drop the done for you or build a team. Love it.
0: So let's chat a little bit about what's coming up for you around building the team. Because you have moved through a lot of your initial roadblocks and you've done so well. You've taken on, what is it, four people now?
1: We have four people who are, who are working pretty consistent contractor hours. And then we have three more people actually onboarding into their first project too right now.
0: And your husband left his job and he's joined you full-time in the company. Yes. Yeah. And that's not included in those totals. So let's just celebrate that first and foremost, because you know me, I'm all about celebration.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it is like when I count the numbers up and see what we've done. And this is in, I think we put that job post up in December. Wow. That's so interesting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what do you feel is the next level for you that you'd like support with? So
1: my my biggest comfort zone, There, well, there's two parts to it, right? There's the practical, which is I can and will show up in a way that's that's d- directing and leading them rather than apologizing for asking them to do things <laughs> um, or just taking it over and doing it right. So there's a level of trust and there's a level of confidence there, um, and then there's the kind of the the growth edge, the leap edge of I, you know, I'm I'm in a business now that that pays multiple paychecks, and that's a different mindset, right
0: for me. Cool. So let's look at that first component here. So do you find yourself apologizing for asking them to do stuff? I've stopped short of
1: sorry. Most of the time, (laughs) but I definitely take a paragraph and a half to ask if it's, you know, if this works, can you please that? You know what I mean? Couching everything and making it apologetic, if not directly apologizing.
0: And so why do you think you're doing that?
1: I think it's it's the hangup of still feeling like I need to do the work for it to count as something that should bring money into my business, and also just the asking people to do things. I mean, it's a little bit of both, but I think the bigger one is I, you know, I, I feel, for lack of a better way of saying it, I feel bad asking other people to do things
0: that I'm making money off of. Are you paying them? I am. Okay, so they're making money as well. True. So let's really shift this. So not everyone can be a business owner or wants to be a business owner, right? And so you're giving them an opportunity to be a part of something really special and to do this work. And they don't have to deal with all the stuff that you have to deal with as CEO and owner of the business, correct?
1: Yeah. And they've all been lovely. They're very excited about it. Like I know we're paying well and everybody's very happy, but I still have that in the back of my head. But where do you think that comes from? I think, I mean, it is, it's, it's two, it's those two parts. It's, you know, I, I kind of feel like it, why not, why wouldn't everybody just do the business ownership themselves? Why would they want to work for me when they could do it too? Uh, And uh, the other part is, you know, my family was very, I came, I have a family of entrepreneurship, um, very much inventive. Even the ones who had steady government jobs worked in, inventing <laughs> and stuff like that. And then I think I counted once. And in my mom's side of the family, we had 60% of the people own their own businesses, which is really high for any like static population. Um, so the idea of owning your own business has never been foreign, but the work hard, pick yourself up by your bootstraps all the stuff that is not actually true, but the refrains that you're told <laughs> at the same time, because all of them had they, I mean, I remember going to my family's businesses, they had employees and things like that. It, it wasn't like they were all sitting by themselves in a room getting it done. Um, but it's but just, what yeah, did yeah, it's see the,
0: modeled to you as the leader or the, the business owner. Was it work yourself into the ground? Yeah. Lots of hours. Um, also lots of men, Okay. So let's just back (laughs) up for a second. What is your ideal scenario with your company in terms of your role? What do you actually want to be doing? So for the next year or two, my ideal Mm -hmm. is that I walk into strategy
1: sessions with clients and I lay out this whole strategy and there's people in the meeting with me who can immediately go make the to-do list and have it happen. And then I can work... like My work is in reviewing things, tweaking things, making them good before they're ready to go out, and using that as an opportunity to teach the team for the next project, which is what we've been doing, to be honest. I just did that for a copy thing yesterday. She sent it over. I was able to review it. Went, you know, It went back to her. I didn't type anything, which is very against the grain for me. I wanted to go in and fix as I was talking, but I just talked. Um, and that's what I want that to look like for the next year or two. I can, I can contribute to the strategy and teach people to, to help with it. And then long-term, I really want it to be bigger. I mean, I want it to be a big agency and I want it to be an agency that works with venture capitalism so that we can give funds and strategy to small businesses. Um, So that's the big picture. And that's that's even more of me taking a broad strategic part of the, the plan
0: amazing. Okay, so right now you're you're shifting gears and you're going against your own, you know, natural habits, the way you've been doing things for decades. And yes. so it's really amazing that you're recognizing like hey, I want to apologize. Hey, I want to type, but I'm not going to do it because I know it's not in service to the vision. And so that's really what it comes down to because right now the way that you're moving in this company, it's not yet natural. And honestly, you're going to be shifting throughout the next few chapters of the company. And so we have to get used to going against the grain or however you phrased it, right? We have to get used to doing things in a different way in service to the vision. And so what really helps me is to make sure that I'm focused not on what's changing or what I'm missing out on or what I should or shouldn't be doing, but by me showing up in a certain way, how is that helping us get closer to the big picture and consistently reminding myself that there is a reason why I'm transforming. And there's also a reason why this is hard because this is not the, my natural way of doing things. But thank God, because I'm going to another level. I'm becoming a different person. I'm becoming a new level version of myself and a new leader.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and I do making that shift to keep the the goals the aim of the vision in mind like you said instead of kind of feeling in the weeds i
0: think yeah
1: be very helpful <laughs>
0: Well, and you know, I just did an interview with, um, Mike McCallowitz, and I think yours is coming out after his, so I can mention it. And he was talking about how he actually decided that he was just going to be a shareholder of businesses. He was never going to run businesses because he wanted to be a writer and he wanted to release books and that's his zone of genius. And I thought that was so interesting because how often do we feel we need to do everything in order to qualify or even to matter or to be able to say, hey, I run a certain level business. But that's actually not the case. And the way that you're doing it is the smart way to do it because there are certain things that you absolutely need to be doing but you should not be typing you're going to pay yourself far you know a lot of money and typing is not going to be one of those roles that falls under that job description and salary you get somebody else to do it and so really like recognizing that you're doing everything in service for the company and this is how it is supposed to be you're supposed to relinquish control as you go along
1: yeah yeah and i do that that is a big one because then i feel you know either either i think they do the work as well as me and then i feel bad about not like it being it not being fair you know and i know you we already talked about that there's more to the dealing with owning a business beyond just the 30 minutes of typing the sales page um, right. so it's it's not apples to apples and then the other side is if they don't do as well as me i feel like i'm not delivering well enough
0: well let me champion you here for a second there's a lot of people who would go into blame it's really amazing that you're taking ownership and saying, you know what, if someone on my team messes up, that's actually on me and we need to work on training or I need to explain this in a different way. And right. so I actually think that's really amazing. That doesn't mean you take it on and you cause yourself harm, but it does mean that you look for a better solution. And sometimes it's, you know, your job to fire somebody who isn't the right fit. I'm not saying that's what's going on here, right. but yeah. you know, that's what I had to realize as well. Like, well, maybe I kept someone around for far too Long and that's on me. So I think that's really positive that you're thinking in that way and you're looking about training and and helping them in a different way um, or a more, um, uh, you know, just a more detailed way to help them get different results. But what I want to really like look at and touch on here is you've said multiple times you feel bad. So where is it coming from that you feel bad that other people are doing roles in your company?
1: I think it's the, so when I was little, I I had one sibling, it was me and my brother and my, my mom, if we had a treat would tell us one gets to cut it. The other gets to pick because then that was how you would make sure that somebody got it as close to equal as possible. Um, and i i mean i use that with my kids it's it's a brilliant idea from a parent point of view but at the same time it that's that's across the refrain is everybody gets like a fair piece of whatever is in front of you right um and i know real life doesn't work that way but that fair that fairness is such a that's such a sticking point for me in life and, and i don't mean that in a bad way because i think people should like it sh- you should be fair you should be just and how you deal with people. Um, but then that mixed with guilt is not helpful.
0: Okay. And so what do you feel guilty about?
1: Well, that that I would... I mean, I'll, because to be honest, I make more. You know, If we deliver a job to a client and you look at the percentage breakdowns, I make more than any of the particular employees are making on that job.
0: Okay. And why do you feel guilty about that?
1: It's, it's, there's a little bit of me that doesn't feel like it's fair.
0: Okay. Did you do anything to get the company to where it is today so that they would have those contracts?
1: Yeah. 10 years of the last last bits of learning and meeting people
0: and of, of doing it all, all of it. Right. So they're coming in when something's already established. You're handing them work. They don't have to go and build something from the ground up. They don't have to source the clients. You're literally giving them everything on a silver platter, so to speak.
1: Right. Yeah, and I can tell you know it's funny because I coach clients through pricing when we help them set up new offers to to fit within what we're marketing, and I'll tell them you know nobody's paying you for the five hours, and I I mean basically I, that's if I were billing my company I would say the same thing you're not paying me for just these five hours that I'm running the project.
0: Well, and here's the other thing. So I want to make sure that we differentiate between a couple of things. Just because you worked hard over the last 10 years doesn't mean that's the only reason you're deserving of making the money that you make. You are, everyone is deserving about, of making the money that they desire. And your desire is to make a certain amount of money. I know that you have revenue goals. You have plans with your family. You have things you want to achieve with this business. You want to help more people with your company and that requires revenue. And so honestly, even if you just started today and you had all of these team members, I wouldn't care what you did yesterday. Like your goals are your goals and they're valid regardless of what you've done to get where you are today. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah. And it is an important distinction because otherwise you're constantly playing catch up with that metric.
0: Exactly. And you're constantly tying hard work to worth.
1: Right. Which is the other thing that I was talking about where I feel like we can't, like I can't work hard enough to make enough money to then pay everybody's paychecks and all of that kind of stuff, you know? Um.
0: So, and I know that we have a couple of plans for you to, you know, create new packages or, you know, leverage what you currently have, but, you know, where, in terms of that mindset, where is that coming from? Is there a fear from the past or what is, what is coming up for you?
1: Well there's I mean yeah there's always you talk a lot about the money mindset and the the fears of making sure that you have enough or that you don't have enough or you're always going to be on the edge I you know I I tend tend to have habits of flying by the seat of my pants whether it's by money or, or scheduling or whatever um and I I feel like I've got I've grown through that a lot in the last few years I mean our our profit has steadily grown our sales have steadily grown um My even my scheduling ability has steadily grown. It's not perfect, but it's it's so much better, right? You know, every bit of it, I see the growth. Um, but you've you always are worried that it's not going to keep up underneath, or at least I I am, (laughs) that I'm gonna hit my, you know, I'm gonna hit my ceiling. Um, which I know, you know, I'm rereading Big Leap. I think we've talked about that a lot in the the chats and things like that. And um I know that's something to work on. And then the I had another thought of that. What you said, where does that come from? Oh, and I think part of it is it's almost like I'm taking on the responsibility of the team without paying attention to the benefits of it. Like I'm feeling the responsibility of leading a team, but then I'm not counting their effort when I look at how we're going to meet our goals. Like I'm, I'm setting, I'm basically just adding to my stress load of now I have this team to lead, but then taking on all of the so therefore, you know this is our revenue goal and this is how much work we're going to have to do. And I look at it as a me thing instead of a team thing on that side of it.
0: Yeah, that's a great awareness. And so what would it look like for you to shift your focus so that you're able to see the big picture? I think actually put it like you said, big picture. I think actually
1: putting down... Because I feel all the work in my brain. right? I have that... I'm sure everybody who has... I mean, anybody probably has that running to-do list. Um, And we've been able to expand and take on new clients that I would not have signed on if we didn't have a team. Um, So I can feel the weight of the to-do list getting bigger in in my brain. Um, But I've not visualized how much of that is not literally on my plate. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even I had a coach once tell me that every time he hires a new team member, his company four times is their revenue. And I always think about that, whether it's four times or two times or one times or whatever, like not one times, (laughs) two times, Um, you know, think about what you're able to bring in and who you're able to reach and how you're able to expand by paying these additional salaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more people who understand your work and get to experience it, they're going to spread the message. I know a lot of your work comes through referrals.
1: One of the employees brought in a lead last week, which is
0: not her job at all, but now she'll be able to work on
1: it. So it was definitely like a a win, win, win.
0: Yeah. And you know, one of the practices that I love that's definitely money mindset related is with every bill that you're paying, really think about 10 times or a hundred times that coming back to you you know, and focus on what is going to be coming back, not just what's going out. And like the gratitude of being able to have these people on the team and them committing to your vision, because they could work elsewhere. They don't have to be here. Right. So it's an honor for them to be here as well. And so really shifting, like it, it feels heavy sometimes when you build a team and you're bringing on more responsibility and there's the training, but how can we also celebrate and recognize with gratitude what is happening here? Right. We don't want to, you know, we want to keep the energy high.
1: Yeah. And, and to be honest, they've been, they've been great about it. I mean, I, I saw a lot of it when Griffin went full-time, right? I mean, he, he and I always worked on the business anyway, because I can't shut up about it, but, um, having him actually literally in it because he had time to be and stuff like that. Um, just the lightness of when I was allowing us to bounce around ideas or, or to say, Hey, can you do this and remind me to do this? And, and that back and forth and cooperation is the first time I've had that somebody in there full blown, right. Um, in the 10 years and then adding the contractors and things they've come, they've been excited. They've been fun to talk to. They're talking to each other. Um, the, the, the VA who's been with me a little bit longer is kind of taking more of the to-dos off of my plate to manage some of what they're doing and everything. Like they've all been great. (laughs) Like it's been fun and it's kind of nice to not spend all day by myself. Um, So that part's been nice. It's, it's getting out of my own, you know, and I think you asked me that a while back, but you'd like how, where are the deadlines or the the stress coming from? I mean, it is self-imposed.
0: So how good are you willing to let your life get?
1: I I need to make it so that I'm willing to let it get as good as I want it to be, because I know what I want it to look like. And I'm definitely the one that's putting up the barrier. And why do you think that is? I mean, just being convinced that at some point the other shoe is going to drop. So fear. Yeah. But then also just, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's growing into the image of seeing what, I mean, you, you, you can't have a team that's doing a bunch of stuff and not see that it could grow. Like the logical side of me sees how much bigger it could get. Um, And then accepting that that would be me at the head of that and stuff like that. Like you said, that big vision and, and accepting that it, you know, not only is it possible and is it what I want, but like, it's a good thing and it's, it's okay. Yeah.
0: And I mean, one of the things that really helped me was recognizing that in, let me preface this with saying, I always thought that this was a negative way of thinking. So I avoided it at all costs. But when I realized that there are always going to be challenges in business and there are always going to be ups and there are always going to be potential downs, it normalized it for me. And so Mm -hmm. when a challenge came up, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong. It was like, okay, well, that's what's supposed to happen. And there are times where you have more team members. There are times where you want to be leaner. There are times where you hire. There are times where you fire. And so even if you got to this place where you're like, you know what? Now I want to simplify. Or you know what? I want to grow even bigger. Like regardless, you get to make that decision. And because you have put in the work and you've become this next level version of yourself, you're going to be able to handle it. And so when we remove all the, you know, the the fears and the thoughts about that stuff happening. And we recognize we could deal with it. And that's kind of what happens. There are ebbs and flows in my experience that normalizes it and takes away some of the, some of the fear. That makes sense. So is the adjustment there when you combine that with the question of how well,
1: how do you say, how, how good are you willing to let your life get? Um, then is it reframing the ebbs as it's not life getting bad?
0: Yeah. So what I want you to do, and this is a great exercise, is really journal around how willing are you, how how willing are, how good are you willing to let your life get, right? Mm-hmm. And just see what comes up when you ask yourself that question, just brain dump. Maybe it's, you know, moving to Ireland. Maybe it's, you know, hiring 10 more team members. Maybe it's you and you partnering with somebody starting some sort of venture capital thing, like whatever comes up, no sure. limits. And then we want to take a look at, you know, where it is that we're holding ourselves back from moving towards that. And so, my suspicion with you is that there is a fear there around being big, being successful, having everything that you want. And like you said, part of the fear is it being taken from you. right? Right. But let's assume that the good and the big picture, it might include some challenges. It might include us starting a new business and shutting one down. It might include us hiring and firing team members. Like what if that is part of the big picture vision? Because it gets you to that thing that you want to get to, right? Because we all know that challenges in our past have led us to where we are today. So why are we being scared of the challenges? Why are we worried about these things when we know, as the past shows us, it helped create who we are. It gave us information. It told us where to go next. And who are we to say that that's not going to continue to happen? Does that make Great. sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's all so, aiming towards good. Yeah. So I would get clear, like. And and are you restricting yourself right now? Are there ways in which you know you're holding yourself back or you're allowing those fears to cause you to start and stop when it comes to you know pressing on the on the the gas?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, I know the answer to that. I know we need to aim for like bigger, like I have a couple dream accounts that are the kinds of accounts that I think with a team we could be taking on. Great. And I, I still want to keep serving the small business world too. But like I want to go for larger platforms that we can do. I mean, we have a bunch of people that can do stuff now. So I know I could approach some of them, but we're still only sending outreach to clients who look like the clients we have now. And I absolutely adore the clients we have now. So I don't mind when any of them say yes, but I know that there's other ones I would be reaching out to. Great. So when are you going to do that? I will find two and add them to the list today that will go out. Great. I don't know who, but I will find some.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the thing that's coming up for me that hasn't been a part of the conversation so far, but is really allowing yourself to have fun as well. Because I, you know, I'm somebody who's very serious, I like to talk about business all the time but realizing that part of my life getting good is also about having fun and just allowing myself to be joyful and playful and not so yeah. serious. And is that resonating? Oh yeah. Yeah. Very much. So what's coming up for you? Uh, I, I mean, I've
1: been saying since when was the last mastermind retreat, October that mm-hmm. I would like find something that was not business related. Um, and, I've played around with a couple different hobby ideas, but I haven't picked up any of them. And I, I read some novels, but for like a weekend or two, and then we set up, like my husband and I were going to read books together and talk about them. It's like something fun to do. And I already, I realized this morning I had already turned it into, we should start a podcast around that and like use it to market the business. So every time I find something, I'm trying to figure out how to plug it back into where I spend all of my time thinking.
0: Well, I think that's natural, but like, like just adding that intention of having more fun, having more joy, you know, making it a point to, like we talked about the other day on one of the mastermind calls, like how little can I work today and see things still get accomplished, see the team thrive, see the projects get completed and, you know, take time to go for a walk or take time with the kids or whatever, because, you know, at this point in your business, you have put in the foundation. And I know that you're still onboarding and stuff like that, but like you, it's time for you to give back to yourself and that reward and that celebration and that focus on joy is what's going to inspire you to keep going as well. If we keep piling things on and we never see anything change from that respect, it's very challenging to envision that things could be different. And we keep using that hard work and that getting things done as our reward.
1: Yeah, not seeing things change resonates a lot too because I think that's been a big part of that underneath refrain. is I'm hiring people and it still feels just as hard.
0: Yeah, so we want to focus on what has changed. So really reminding yourself even on a daily basis, oh wait, I didn't take notes today. Oh wait, like I didn't have to be the lead in that meeting or I wasn't the lead on that project because you are still doing things there, but they're different, Right. Um, but it can feel still really heavy or feel like a lot.
1: Yeah. And that's also a good point because that's, Katie does a great job of like, I'll, we'll get off a call and I'll see four to-dos added to the project that I didn't have to think about.
0: And, right. So all these little things. And then when you celebrate them with yourself, you'll be more inclined to say, oh, hey, Katie, like, thank you so much. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. And you'll be able to voice it and and reinforce the changes that are happening. Makes sense. So what are your takeaways from today?
1: big picture vision stuff, both from like you said, the how how good do you are you willing to let it get? And what does that look like? So that each day I can see if what we're doing is aiming at it. Um, and then the big picture workload stuff too, that weight of the to-do list. Um, and that I will I'll find two completely different client leads. Cause I've left it nebulous in my brain. Cause if I didn't have a name, I didn't feel like I wasn't reaching out in time, but um, I'll, I'll pick it. I'll pick a name so that we actually do send it out today.
0: Love it. So, well, great work. I'm super proud of you and everything that you're creating. And I'm excited for the next chapter.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I hope you loved today's episode. Make sure to check out the I Heart My Life Mastermind if you're looking to grow your team and scale your business. We can help you do all of the above and get big results like Kristen's experienced over the past year. So go to IHeartMyLife.com mastermind and book a call with us today. We hope you loved this episode. Thank you so much for being an avid listener of the I Heart My Life show. Take a second and leave a review. It would mean so much to us and we read all of them. And for further inspiration and life and business tips about creating a life that you love and achieving massive success, definitely follow us at I Heart My Life on Instagram and at I Heart My Life Now on Facebook. See you next time.